Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. I think there's, there's probably slight confusion or um, what modern slavery looks like in Australia, and and to the extent that it's a reality here. Um, you know, there are there's a spectrum of exploitation globally, but but specifically in Australia around workers, seasonal workers, migrant workers, international students. And certainly there's been instances where people have been exploited um, with many of the indicators that point towards modern slavery. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slasher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional Magazine. And today with us, we have Stephen Morse. Hi, Stephen. How are you doing? Great, Kwame. It's uh, great to be here and I hope you're keeping well. Yeah. So Stephen is from Unchained Solutions. So before we get into anything at all, just talk a bit about who you are and talk a bit about what Unchained Solutions is. Sure. Well, Unchained Solutions is uh, we're a consultancy professional service firm. We're based in Macquarie Park in Sydney. And we, we're here to inspire Australian organisations to be leaders in making an impact on modern slavery. We work with companies to help them implement the Modern Slavery Act and uh, find ways to lead beyond compliance uh, to, yeah, attend to the law and make sure they're doing the due diligence, but to also find creative solutions to have, make sure they have a real impact on supply chains. Excellent. And I'm glad you brought up modern slavery immediately. You know, obviously this is part of our modern slavery series. And I think the majority of our interviews that we've done have been very company centric, but I think you have a slightly more expansive and more social um, good aspect to the work that you do. Um, I guess the, the big thing that most members want to know are risk and compliance professionals is what are some of the biggest risks uh, that you see when it comes to modern slavery and what is maybe a unique perspective that you may have on this? Look, I'm not sure whether or not our perspective is unique or not, uh, but, you know, there are lots of risks associated with modern slavery. Some of them are more obvious than others. Uh, the attention to supply chains and the risks at the beginning of the supply chain is often where people, uh, their, their attention goes to and ensure those risks are real when it comes to the experience of workers uh, in factories, on farms or on boats and the way they're exploited. So there are definite clear risks at the beginning of the supply chain, but sometimes the risks are also uh, internal, uh, operational, and the risks are, are closer at home. And so the risk actually might not, is there in the supply chain, but it's also there in the way we do business, uh, the way that we set up our procedures, our processes, uh, the way we think about functioning as a business, uh, as well as where we where we invest our capital, uh, where do we, yeah, those, there are risks there as well. So the risks are in the supply chain, but also in the way that we actually function as businesses. So do you find that um, the businesses that you speak to, do you do you find that they have that kind of holistic approach when they're thinking about their modern slavery risk exposure? Um, companies uh, function in, in different ways and we do have uh, you know, companies that we work with. Some really just want to uh, do the compliance piece. Uh, they know that it's uh, that they need, they're mandated to comply and they really just want to do everything they can at a, at a, at a minimal expense yeah. to get the job done. Uh, and, you know, that's uh, not uh, something that we want to leave them with. And so we recognise that and we meet companies where they're at in terms of their understanding. Uh, but part of our why, part of our our want, desire to inspire is to actually seek a culture change. 
to affect change in the company uh, so that not just um, meeting a compliance piece for the federal government, um, but they're actually seeing this as an opportunity uh, to expand their business or do business in a different way. And there's lots of opportunities um, in, in attending to addressing modern slavery, but other human rights violations as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, we're doing this podcast because of the regulatory risk, but as you said, it's beyond that sort of regulatory tick box. Um, and, and and I think we mentioned, and well, you mentioned in a conversation before we recorded, um, that there are quite a few companies out there who are doing it on a voluntary basis who are not captured under the the Modern Slavery Act. Yeah, that's right. So some of our clients are actually non-reporting entities and they're voluntarily opting in to comply and they've registered with the Department of Home Affairs for that purpose. And it's really encouraging and inspiring because that's actually showing that there's a knock-on effect in the market. Uh, there, there are companies out there who are seeing there's a competitive advantage to complying and uh, and that's driving um, part of the work that they're doing. But I think overall they're complying because they actually have a commitment uh, to uh, sustainability broadly and they see this as an opportunity to build on the work that they're already doing, whether that's environmental, whether or not that's around reconciliation, Indigenous, uh, whether or not that's got to do with diversity inclusion. So they see this as another step, another piece in the puzzle uh, for them to be uh, sustainable businesses, uh, to be businesses which offer their workers purpose and and really, yeah, working, um, seeing that they have a role to play in making improvements in the world. So in your experience, and again, this is something else we discussed off the recording, uh, when you are dealing with uh, companies, uh, do you find that you're getting access to sort of the, I guess, from the top, or are you getting access to like the GRC functions? Um, Is it a a mix of both? Uh, We work with a range of stakeholders in the company. Uh, we, we do try and aim as high as we can um, mm-hmm. because we, we obviously we need to speak to decision makers um, who are actually going to sign off on the work that we're providing and, 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 and pay for our services. Yeah. So the higher the better. Um, but, the t- but we also, you know, we encourage companies to set up a working group uh, and that comprises a range of business functions so that it's not just about procurement or supply chains or compliance, but there's also marketing, there's human resources, there's uh, work being done at the executive governance level uh, because there is a holistic focus um, with the Modern Slavery Act. It's not just a, it's not just a supply chain piece. Uh, there's other work that needs to be done um, with other business functions. Uh, we spoke about obviously the the sort of wider implications, uh, but do you think um, that there is a general appreciation that um, modern slavery is a reality in Australia, or do you, you come across the attitude that that's not something that happens here very often um, kind of piece? Yeah, we do get that uh, from time to time. Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's probably slight confusion or um, what modern slavery looks like in Australia and, and yeah. to the extent that it's a reality here. Um, you know, there are, there's a spectrum of exploitation globally, but, but specifically in Australia around workers, seasonal workers, migrant workers, international students. And certainly there's been instances where people have been exploited um, with many of the indicators that point towards modern slavery. Uh, there is uh, lots of anecdotal evidence, uh, um, but there is, yeah, I think there needs to be a lot more work in really understanding what 
uh, the face of modern slavery looks like today in Australia. We, obviously, there's the historical uh, um, there's historical data, but actually to understand what it looks like um, and and where yeah how how do we best attend to it? Is it is it is a is it a matter for the Australian Border Force? Is it a matter for fair work? Is it a matter for uh, yeah, other types of um, acts that we have here in Australia? Right. Uh, so in, in one of your early answers when we were talking about uh, where you, you thought businesses were looking, you spoke about the importance of looking closer to home, I guess, closer to the business's operations and how they're functioning and that kind of thing. Uh, could you give a few examples of what close to home looks like maybe for uh, I don't know, a random SME or <laughs> company? Like, should they be looking at their employees? Should they be paying attention to anything in particular? Yeah, I think they need to be looking at uh, their contingent workforce that actually that um, services the, the operations based in Australia. So we're looking at, you know, security, we're looking at cleaning services. Uh, we're looking at, uh, yeah, contractors and subcontracting arrangements that are actually based here in Australia and the operations that companies have here. Um, and, yeah, we need to look at, um, yeah, what's going into the, the materials uh, that go into the facilities that we build that obviously touches base on uh, the what we're importing from overseas but there's a lot of work that can be done to yeah focus on uh, not just specifically on modern slavery risk but what um, yeah what is what do we have in place to ensure that our workers are actually being paid well and have appropriate contracts whether or not they're employees contractors or subcontractors. Well, I guess the, the next question really is, is there anything, um, obviously, that I may not have thought of when coming to this interview, is there anything that's sort of outstanding, anything at the top of your mind when it comes to modern slavery that you think is quite important that probably doesn't get discussed quite enough? Um, I think, yeah, we need to um, you know, tap into um, the, the staff and and their sense of purpose and morale um, with this issue. It's, uh, you know, modern slavery risk, as we mentioned earlier, can sort of be, the focus can be um, acutely on the, the procurement supply chain piece. But I think there's lots of opportunities to engage uh, the team and, and staff at a, at a broader level, yeah. and particularly to engage uh, younger people uh, in this process, um, you know, who, uh, you know, want to, you know, there's lots of evidence um, to say that you know young people don't want to just have a job they want to have purpose and so i think there's lots of opportunities here to tap into the creative energies um that the sense of ethical um stance that young people have and, and many young people are raised these days these days to have a voice uh and they want to use that voice uh, and they expect to use that voice and they expect to have an opinion on things so i think there's lots of opportunities there to tap to create the, the space for business leaders to to create the space for young people to uh yeah, to have to come up with creative solutions and and in a sense yeah steer start steering the company in, in in different ways to make it more sustainable both at an environmental and social level all right excellent well glad to know that we're actually down to the the end of the interview pretty much so i guess the question is is there anything that you'd like to leave um listeners um those risk and compliance professionals who are just trying to get this piece right in their organization not just from a regulatory perspective, but from all aspects of? 
Sure. Look, we understand, you know, COVID, uh, for example, has created a lot of confusion uh, in, in the space, particularly the disruption with supply chains. And we know that particularly in the early days of, of the lockdowns, there was great disruption with the cancellation of orders uh, and, you know, tens of thousands of people lost their jobs. And so there's been a, there's been a, some confusion, um, yeah, the, a, a growing complexity rather than, than confusion around yeah, the extent to which people are affected and how do we actually mitigate the risk of modern slavery. I know that a lot of companies are, you know, in, in, in the space where Australian companies are in lockdown, people can't travel. It's very, it's difficult. There's complexities around how do we actually identify the risk of slavery beyond T1. We can do things within our own borders and maybe even just within our state borders, but how do we go and, and do that? So there's a sense in which, you know, the urgency um, may not be there because of uh, the, uh, the impact of COVID on, the, on businesses. Uh, and I think just in you know, in these times of uncertainty and flux, um, you know, with, with the natural tendency to focus on your own survival, I think, you know, there are opportunities, um, you know, in terms of being strategic and being consistent to, yeah, to leverage uh, what you have, what companies have in terms of their own expertise and creativity, uh, to engage their, their staff and really to come up with, um, yeah, solutions will actually, which will actually um, have a positive impact down the track. So the impact may not be felt now, but if we can set things up um, for future um, impact, then as you know, as uh, the world normalizes, or you know, well, we we just adjust, I suppose, to to the new the new normal. Uh, we're better placed, um, and really to see this as an opportunity to develop resilience uh, in the way that companies do business. Agility and resilience, I think, have been some of the big catchphrases I've heard <laughs> over the last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, thank you so much time for so, so much for your time this morning, uh, Stephen. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Is there thank anything you. else you want to leave audiences with before we disappear completely? Well, look, I just want to, um, you know, at Unchained, we're, we're here to inspire and we want to uh yeah, put a positive, uh, not spin is not the right word, but, you know, we want com companies to engage with this issue positively. So uh, I just want to really just encourage and, and um, in a sense, applaud for the, the work that has been done uh, from, um, from many organisations. It's not easy to do. Um, and I think the work that has been done, uh, there is obviously a, a variety of responses, but I really just want to yeah, encourage companies to continue building on what they've done and uh, and really just, yeah, for someone who actually, you know, I care about this issue and I care about those who are impacted by modern slavery. So in the work that it is done, has been done is excellent and, and I really, yeah, want to thank all those companies for what they're doing. Thank you so much for your time, Stephen. My pleasure. Thank you so much for coming for today. This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.